0: Praise God. Are you thankful for the goodness of God? Amen. Let's just thank him. Lord, we thank you for every blessing. Thank you for your goodness. Bless your word to our hearts. Keep us. We'll give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated. Good to have all of you here in the house of the Lord. And uh, I first of all want to thank you for being here. And then in the past... Thank you for your prayers and cards um, and calls. And I received a, a card from the ladies prayer group. Um, I had a, um, a sudden, uh, called it hearing loss in my right ear. And then I had three hearing tests after that and some complications and and each time it went up a few points. So I I thank the Lord for some improvement, but I, uh, my wife always said, well, you've always had selective hearing uh, anyway, so, uh, but uh, this time it's real, and so I, I have a hard time hearing out of my uh, my right ear, but I hear all these folks over here real well. So if I get too loud or too soft why well, just raise a hand, I'll, I'll try to improve because I'm still trying to Uh, get kind of balanced out. But I thank God for his goodness and uh, prayers of God's people. This is such a confusing and depressing time all of this COVID-19 and uh, it seems like uh, uh, every time I I get on my phone and I've about filed it away. In fact, I left it in the office someplace because when I get on there and I get the news, it's it's always something depressing and uh, something discouraging. And so finally, I just kind of said, I I'm not going to try to hear too much of that anymore because it it doesn't make me uh, uh, feel the best because it's like we're on uh, in troubled waters. Like the sea is troubled all around us, and it's not only affected uh, Ohio, but it's affected the world. And it's almost uh, uh, spread in such a short time. Uh, this virus uh, worldwide, and and it has caused a kind of a, a paralyzing fear uh, to grip individuals and. Uh, uh, I uh, I want to speak to you uh, this morning about the, the subject of lift up your hands. And uh, uh, before all of this happened, I was doing a little research on on hands. And then when all of this came about, the hands and the mask uh, being mandatory to wash your hands and and. Uh, It's. uh, I I read an article uh, in a magazine that a doctor said, "Wave goodbye to handshaking," and he went on and said that uh, eventually uh, there'll be no more handshaking in our our country. And I thought, "Wow, we've kind of existed on on handshaking and." Greetings and saying praise the Lord and shaking hands and hugging and and that's just kind of been uh, a Pentecostal heritage that we just enjoy uh, shaking hands with people and greeting them and saying uh, praise the Lord uh, and then they uh, and when I thought of this I thought so much has been emphasized about washing your hands Uh, In fact, this uh, 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 World Health Organization uh, put out seven steps to wash your hands, and uh, I read all of that, and and I I thought, well, I wish I'd have had that a long time ago, but uh, my mom was pretty good on it. Uh, And uh, we'd we'd come in when I was, I remember being seven, eight, nine, ten years old. We'd, uh, kids, would neighborhood kids, and she'd call us, say, come on in to eat uh, lunch, sandwich, or some soup or something. And we'd come in and uh, uh, we'd be, we'd have mud and dirt from the, you know, up to our shoulders. And so we'd come in the house and she'd say, y'all go wash, kids. So we'd go wash our hands, and we'd come back, and we were clean from, <laughs> you know, below the wrist and the hands. And we'd sit down and tell her we have dirt and mud up our arms, and and so on. And she'd look, say, "I said wash all the way up to <laughs> get up to your shoulders. You've got mud." So we'd have to go back and do another uh, washing, and sometimes a couple times to to. Uh, to uh, get uh, get all this mud and dirt off and uh, uh, I thought well uh, when it, we deal with our hands this is called the tool of tools of the body nothing grips like No creature in our world has the grips and what we can do with our hands. So scientists call this the tool of tools. And there are uh, some hand signs that we use. Uh, Sometimes in different parts of the world they're different. But in our country when you do thumbs up, hey, that means it's okay. When someone gives you the signal and they they do that, why, that's... uh, that means it's good and then when uh, you want someone to come on we just kind of do a hand sign wave them on and when we don't want them to come we say stop and we don't have to really say anything we just do our hands and uh, uh, that's off Uh, don't come any closer back off stop Uh, and then of course we we would teach our children and I remember teaching my grandchildren and and uh, we'd say a, a prayer each night when they stayed at our home and we we'd fold our hands and it was kind of a symbol that this is uh, a prayer sign and we would give a little uh, a little prayer so i started looking in the word of the lord and uh, i found out that Way back in Bible days, there were hand signs of communication, just like we communicate together. In St. Luke, the 18th chapter and the 13th verse. St. Luke 18 and verse 13. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. This was a hand communication to God. Beat upon his chest or his breast. God, what what's the communication? He's lit telling God, I am a sinner. I need mercy. So this was a... A, uh, communication to God. Didn't lift up his eyes, kept his head down, and he smote upon his breast, God be merciful to me, a sinner. So that was taking the hand and it was communicating to God. So hands are a communication to God. Now, I want to take you to uh, a few scriptures that I looked up and I did some research on this. Look at Psalms 134, starting at the first verse. Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. I have noticed that This is a church that likes to lift up your hands. (laughs) I've seen so many times we just, kind of an automatic thing when we're praying, we, we just lift that up. That's a communication to God. He said, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The Lord hath made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. Now, look at Psalms 141. Psalms 141 and verse 2. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as the incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. This is a communication to God. No words just, but it's a communication to God. Lifting up of my hands. Now in 143 and verse 6. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a, as a thirsty land sealer. Now, Jewish history, and I'm sure you can look this up, and I'll give it as best I can remember uh, these. The lifting up of the hands was kind of a straightforward lift with my hands up. In the Jewish realm an open hand is saying to God here I am. Here I am. And when I lift up my hands it is acknowledging God you are on the throne. You are Adonai. You are everlasting. You are on you are on the throne. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. So when I lift up my hands, see, this is Jewish philosophy. When, when David wrote this, himself, when I lift up my hands, this is a communication to say, God, how great are you? How wonderful are you? Here I am. I'm not hitting my chest with my fist doubled up be merciful to me, a sinner. I'm communicating to God, Lord, you're awesome. Now, in in the uh, uh, 143rd Psalm, David said, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. The stretching forth of the hands is turning your hands like this, saying, Lord, I thirst for you. It's kind of, you know, if a, if a child is running to jump up in your arms uh, like, you know, a grandchild comes running, you don't go like that. That means stop. You go like this. I want to receive you. And so the child runs to you and you you grab him in your arms. Pick him up. And so in Jewish philosophy, the, the stretching of the hands is not saying God you're wonderful he is but you're saying Lord I need you I want to receive your presence I want to receive your blessing and your spirit so it's now however you do your hands (laughs) whether we do them like this or we do them like this uh, wonderful don't do them like this see that's that's not a good that's not good communication to God I've Prayed with some folks and they were saying, Oh God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. I need to, Lord. And I'd go by and I'd open up their hands. I'd say, just relax a little bit. Just open up your hands and say, Lord, I want to receive you. Thank God. I want... You to bless me I want you to fill me and somehow anytime they kind of opened up their hands and just relaxed, the presence of the Lord would would come down so when when he said uh, stretch and whether you stretch or whether we live sometimes I go like this sometimes I go like this uh, and uh, sometimes I Feel like Lord, I want to get a grip on you, but there's a communication. You see, in the one in the forty seventh Psalm, in the first first, you remember that, and you can quote it. Psalms forty seven one. He said, "Do what? Clap your hands. Why? This is somehow a communication to God. Now we we've, we've had so much uh, lately of uh, this." Uh, Hand washing, uh, wash your hands, wash your hands, sanitize your hands. And when I went to the doctor, uh, when I get into the foyer uh, where they took our temperature and then uh, they had a place there where you could sanitize your hands before we went in. So, so much emphasis. And uh, I, as looking in God's word, in Exodus the 17th chapter, and I think the ninth verse we'll read. Exodus 17 and verse nine. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose us out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. I had a lady in our church who came out of the occult. She came out of witchcraft. And she came one day and said, Pastor, I want to do something for you. And I said, well, whatever you want to do. And she had some folks bring some sticks in. And she peeled all the bark off of these. And she took a branding iron and she branded in all kinds of there's the menorah on here there's a tree of life there's seven scriptures that she branded uh, in here one was Psalms 31 3 it says for thou art my rock and my fortress therefore for thy name sake, lead me and guide me and this was her testimony that God, you delivered me from witchcraft and the occult. You put me in the church and you filled me with your spirit. I want to do something for the the ministry, and she says this is this is uh, you can use this as the rod of God, and I said thank you. And she had on there seven seven scriptures, and um, uh, so I I just kind of kept it uh, and. Uh, she has on there the tree. Just all kinds of things that took time to use a branding iron. And so when Moses and they were in this battle with Amalek or the Amalekites. And he said, I, I couldn't find where it says God said do thus and so. Moses says get you some men Joshua to fight these Amalekites or Amalekah, get some men and go down there and fight with them. I'm going to the top of the mountain with the rod of God. See? And so he said, I'll go up to the top of the mountain and he took now how big the rod was there they overlap in the Bible. There's what they call a staff and it has that crook on it that sometimes shepherd uses and the the, the staff and the rod are interchangeable in God's Word. Sometimes they say staff and it means the rod. Sometimes they'll say rod. It could be the staff. One has the hook on it and one is just straight like this. So Moses says the rod of God. Now it may have been the the staff, because he was a shepherd, may have been just a plain rod uh, without the, the hook. So he goes to the top of this hill and he says, God, give us the victory. See? Well, how long can you stand like this? See? We used to play a game sometimes when we were kids. We'd take a 10-pound weight and put it in our, each hand, and we'd hold it out. And we'd say, okay, let's see how long you can do this. Didn't take too long, see. And if we did it a long time, we'd put a little heavier weight in. We'd say, okay, let's see who's the strongest. Well, after it didn't take too many minutes, and all of a sudden that weight got to, uh, down, it went. So here Moses is... On the top of the hill, standing there, and the battle we're winning. <sighs> Thank God, we're losing. <laughs> Moses, get your hands up. See, well, so he says, Aaron and her. Uh, I can't stand here much longer. I can't hold this up. Don't put them down. You, we'll lose. Keep them. Up. So they set them on a rock, and then each one got on either side to hold up. Guess how long they stood there. Or he sat down and they stood there. You read it in the 17th chapter. Till the going down of the sun. That's all day. All day. Well now when I read that story I said Lord you don't have to have Moses with a rod in there for victory. You can give victory without him. All he has to do is say, Lord, give victory in name of Jehovah, give the victory and they'd win. Why would God want him to stand there on this mountain with his hands up, the rod in one hand, lifted his hands, towards heaven and they won but all day and I went and I thought Lord why God didn't have to do that for victory all he had to do is just Lord just Lord you just wave your hand and uh, they're defeated Amen. that's happened in God's Word all he had to do is just say it's over with Moses thank you you did your part and so on I got to thinking, God somehow, somehow he wanted Moses physically to be involved. See, when we do our hands when it's possible. And I, I remember one time when I had arthritis in this shoulder, my right shoulder, and I went to church. And all of a sudden, I said, Lord, I couldn't lift that hand. I said, I want to praise you, Lord. And I went up fine. I said, well, thank you. And I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I just could not get that shoulder to, to go up. And and let me lift my hands. And I thought, well, Lord, I'll just do it as best I can. But somehow the Lord wanted Moses physically involved in that battle. I want you, I want, I want you to sit on this rock and we'll have someone hold you up. But I want them to know that you know somehow. Whether I can just do this, whether I can just do this, whether I can 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 just wave a little bit, there's somehow God wants me to be physically Involved in worshiping Him, not that He says, "Well, I just need you to do this." Well, I need to do this. God needs to hear me. He needs to know that that I am physically involved in the worship. And so He said, "Moses, I just want you to you to be there. I want your hands up, and victory will be yours." Well, uh, we were. We were in a prayer meeting at church some time ago. And uh, I don't know what direction is west here. I'm not. That way is west. Well, we were in the, in church and uh, uh, a lady raised her hand and said, uh, Pastor, uh, I want a prayer request for uh, my sister that she'll... Come back to God and be refilled with the Holy Ghost and get back in church and so on and uh, so we were just in the in the prayer prayer meeting and and uh, so uh, I said well uh, uh, what direction is west they said this way I said well we stood that were there and I said let's all just point that direction We all stood and said, Lord, in Jesus' name, refill this soul with the spirit of the Lord. Allow your presence to touch her. Just a simple prayer, but we kind of pointed in that direction. You say, it doesn't make any difference. Well, uh, somehow it made some difference, Moses, to put your hands up. Anyway, we just kind of pointed. You know what happened. Next day, this sister called me and said, Brother Joe Strand, guess what? I said, What? She said, My sister told me that she felt the presence of God. She was in the kitchen doing something, the time difference between here and, and Arkansas and California. She said she was doing something, and she said, I got to pray. And she stopped and started praying, and the Lord refilled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And she said, Sis, what time was it? (laughs) And she said, well, that's about the time we all stretched our hands towards California and says, God, do a miracle. Praise God. Well, does the Lord do a miracle? Yes. I brought something, and I I want to explain this to you. This, uh, the last time we went to Israel, I picked up a prayer shawl called a Talit in Hebrew. This one says, Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. There are larger ones and even smaller ones. Won't get it as perfect as they get it. But I want to show you something that is done by the Hebrew word is Kohen. Kohen which means priest, could be a uh, rabbi, we would, we would say rabbi, uh, but a kohen, or uh, which is a, a priest, uh, a Jewish priest, putting the prayer shawl on and facing the congregation like I am. And he would take this over and drop it down, move his hands right in front, and he would say this, Ya'ar Shekhon Adonai Fish ism Yachah Yahir Adonai Pavir icha Vi achunka Yiseh Adonai Pavir Ecclesia vinchin Lachar Shalom And he would take the prayer shawl off. Now I'll read it to you in English. This is what he said. Fifth 15 words. May God bless you and guard you. May God shine his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May God turn his countenance towards you and grant you peace. 15 words. 15 is a number of kind of completion of divine grace. Five is a number of grace. See, J-E-S-U-S, G-R-A-C-E, five, uh, is a uh, number. And uh, I didn't do too good of a job, but I want to read you that same scripture in Numbers, the sixth chapter out of the Torah. May Hashem, bless you and safeguard you may hashem illuminate his countenance for you and be gracious to you may hashem lift his countenance to you and establish peace for you let them place my name upon the children of Israel and i will bless them go to numbers the 6th chapter and the 22nd verse numbers 622 we do this a lot here I know it, baby dedications. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto the sons, saying, On this wise shall he bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee, and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. I'm not good because my hands are so stiff. This is the sign that the priest would do. It's a V here and a V here. And then they do the same hand. Now, to them, this represents one, two, three 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 four in the middle between the thumbs the fifth window the priest would say that's the windows of heaven this represents a window the shekinah glory comes down through those five windows unto the congregation the congregation Everyone had their head bowed. Nobody looked because that represented the Shekinah glory of God coming down, the blessing from God to the congregation. Uh, Moses says, Aaron, this way, bless the people of Israel. So the Jews say that the glory of God comes down between those five windows. Now you say, Brother Joe Strand, I I don't I don't understand about windows. It's a full other sermon. But I'll just give you one one little thought. When you give of your tithes and offering, when you give of your talent and your time and your energy, your effort, whatever it is. There's something about giving according to Malachi the third chapter that says when you bring your tithes into the storehouse of God when you bring them in I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain or receive malachi the third chapter there are windows in heaven now I as far as I'm concerned it's all open it's all but a window represents something a window back there lets the light in a window is opportunity for me to see out so when the Jews said that they said these windows are open in heaven and God's gonna bless this congregation of people there's some facts about that that I I really don't all understand but i believe and god that god does when you give god opens up windows in heaven and pours out blessings for us you say why is that so important because when they did this sign it represented like When they did it like this, it represented like a W. It's not really a W, but it's the 21st letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The value is 300, the letter is Shin, S-H-I-N, S, S. When they said that, this letter represented Shekinah, Shalom see it represented el shaddai god almighty so when they did that they, it was like they were communicating to god god you're almighty and god i'm opening up the windows for a blessing on this congregation uh, and so that meant something to them that they were uh, in uh, communicating uh, to god and somehow when I, uh, I looked at that and I, I, uh, I thought, Lord, uh, they in, in, uh, in Exodus, uh, the third chapter, when Moses uh, met uh, in the backside of the desert and uh, the Lord out of the burning bush and, and the Lord spoke to him and, and said, go and deliver Israel. And he said, well, uh, what's your name? I want to know you. He said, I am that I am. What's your name? I am. I am what? I am God Almighty. I was before after there is none besides me. I am that I am. So one God that they believed in. And then you go through the Old Testament and the Jews will say, we picked up seven names of God. And that's not too difficult to come up with because uh, they had so many Jehovah Raphael, Jehovah Nissi and every time there was something they would they, this is a uh, uh, where God met Shalom Jehovah Shalom uh, and uh, he's our peace and and uh, so they they would go they said well there's seven names and then they said no there's ten names when he put out his hands he said there's ten there's ten names of God that I can think of and I thought wow uh, you know Uh, I don't know Uh, I said I could come up with ten names. So I went to Isaiah 9 6 His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace I got that one already named. Then I said well he's my shepherd. He's my healer, he's my provider, he's my master, he's my savior. I could come up with ten names without any problem, thank the Lord. And then I thought, well, what does it say in Matthew 1.21? Bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus. And what does Matthew 1.23 say? Behold, virgin shall bring forth a son, and God, they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Thank the Lord. He is my Savior. He is my coming King. What is his name? It is Jesus. I understand that. I know that. Thank the Lord. And I can come up. With name after name, and uh, uh, and say, Lord, uh, I'm so glad that I can understand that I know that you are Emmanuel, God with us, God manifest in the flesh, and your name is Jesus. Uh, thanks, Lord. So, in 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 using these hands, there is uh, well. Let me me give you a little story. Go to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. And I think it's probably the 50th verse. And he led them out as far as Bethany. Jesus is leaving. This is after the crucifixion. Led them out as far as Bethany. And guess what he did? Says that he lifted up his hands and blessed them. I'm leaving. It's kind of like I'm leaving, you're on your own. And it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and return to Jerusalem with great joy. When the Lord lifts his hand over us and blesses us, yes. there's something about worshiping him. Thank God. And guess what? They returned, thank God, with great joy, went into the temple praising and worshiping God. There's something about when the Lord, and I know that God's a spirit doesn't have hands, but the terminology is for us to understand because I understand these hands. So it's important for him. I don't know about you, but uh, when I went through this hearing loss, I don't know how many times I... would It's automatic. Lord, bless this ear. (laughs) Bless it, Lord, help. Somehow it's just automatic. When I was in Korea, Brother Tony Bernard was a missionary then. Our general superintendent was just a young teenager there. And and Brother Gerald was with me and some other pastors. And we had 2,000 people sitting on the floor. And uh, uh, he said, we're going to pray. And he said, you that need prayer, lift your hand all all throughout. He said, you just go down. And you, he said, they will take your hand. He said, you just have to touch him on the head. Just in Jesus' name, heal. In Jesus' name, heal. And we were walking through some 2,000 individuals sitting on the floor, just touching, and they would grab your hand, and they would wanna put it on their shoulder, or their ear, or their back, or some part of their, they, because they wanted you to, they wanted the healing virtue to flow. This arm uh, had pain, and so they, they would grab your hand, and you had to, you had to say, just in Jesus' name, and, and go on, because they would keep you there, because they were so hungry, for God to touch them. And we just laid our hands on them and went, moved through them and allowed the presence of the Lord to touch them. There's, there's something, if you're here and uh, you need to repent, don't necessarily have to hit your chest. It's communication to God. But there's something about if you can, just lifting up your hands and saying, God, be merciful to me. Forgive me of my sins. There's something about me being involved physically. Uh, and, and we're just, uh, 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 you know, uh, I, I was never a dancer when the presence of the lord they could be dancing all around me and jumping up and down we had one individual in our church he would jump so high i thought he's going to hit the chandeliers and and i'd tell him brother you you really he would had a spring in him he'd get down and he would go up and i'd see him he's above the congregation you know he would he would just jump i love that and i thought Boy, i wish when the lord move on me i wish i could do that well i i, I didn't do it and then when I'd see some of them just gracefully worshiping God in dance, and I'd say, Lord, I wish I could just have the step that they had. And so uh, I was uh, praying in one service, and the Lord just moved on me, uh, brother, and I felt like running. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I felt like running. And so I took off from the pulpit, went down around. I made the first bend and like to wiped out. And I thought, Lord, I got leather shoes on, leather heels, the church was carpet, and when I hit that going 90 miles an hour, my feet went one way and I went another way. And I thought, oh Lord, I made it. But I thought if I'd have hit that brick wall, I, and so I said, Lord, uh, thank you. I'm glad I can be involved in worship. I said, but tonight if you move on me, I'm wearing my tennis shoes. So I came to church that night with tennis shoes on. I said, Lord, if you, if you move on me, I'll, and I'm going to run. I'm not a dancer. I'm not a jumper. I'm a runner. I said, if you move on me to run, I got it made. Now I can make that laugh and uh, praise God. Well, I don't remember where he moved that night, but anyway, when he did, I had on some tennis shoes and I, I, uh, I made the grade. So praise God. But somehow God wants me to be involved. See, sometimes it's just Lord, here I am. Do you remember when we used to wave handkerchiefs, huh? We, I remember in, when I was growing up, even in St. Paul, he'd say, take out your handkerchief. We'd all remember to bring a handkerchief to church because you didn't know when the pastor was going to say, take out your handkerchief and wave it to the Lord. Said, what in the world is that for? Well, he just wants us to be involved and wants us to notice, here we are. and God, You see, Lord, I'm just kind of waving to you. I want you to bless me. And touch me and God and so I somehow if you're here today you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost let me tell you a good way to get it uh-uh. just relax open your hand say Lord here I am fill me with your spirit I had a I had an individual a sister who I would tell her, "Look at you! Got to get into this thing. I mean, you got to pray. You, come on, lift your hands, say Hallelujah, bless God, worship the Lord. Uh, just get with uh, with us. And I try to encourage her to to, uh, to kind of get involved. See, and so uh, we were praying, and she was sitting on the front bench, very quiet, very just very timid, such soul. And she was sitting there, and we were praying, worshiping God, just, Lord, trying to pray some folks through the Holy Ghost, and you know how you get energized and, and so on. And she was sitting there, and she just said, Lord, I would love to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I'd love... And she starts speaking in other tongues. <laughs> Someone said, Dr. Joe Stan, look. I turned around, looked, and she's just quietly sitting there, just speaking. Listen, it's just, I'm, what I'm trying to tell you, it's my involvement, whether it's very quietly, Amen. you know, whether it's taking a lap, or lifting a hand, or however, there's something about our physical being that God, that's why we're so used to shaking hands and greeting each other and we're, we're used to being physically involved. See, and I hate it that we can't be, but there's something still that we can do. Yes. Listen, you all can't get up here to pray for some of these folks, but there's nothing wrong with sending in Jesus' name. Send the healing virtue to that soul. You don't have to touch them or get up there. You can send it by your hands. The presence of almighty God. The healing virtue. I can do that. Thank God. I can't reach everybody. But I can say God touch them in Jesus name. Allow your healing virtue to flow. Because I know his name is the healer. I know his name is the provider. I know his name is the savior. I know his name is king of kings. I know his name is wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, my savior. I know his name is Jesus. Glory. Praise God. So as long as we're able, I might have to wear a mask. I maybe have to be six feet apart, but you know what? Six feet is nothing for God to send his power and blessing. Thank God. I just kind of, if I can, I just kind of point that way and say, God, send. Your healing virtue to those souls. We can do it. We may be. We may have some restrictions and some things that are mandatory. But you know what? When I read in in, in Exodus, there, uh, when when God spoke to uh, uh, Moses to speak to Aaron, He didn't say, "Aaron, I, if you want to bless the people," He said, "On this wise, you shall bless." this congregation. That's mandatory. We've heard the word, mandatory mass. Mandatory. God said, Moses, you shall. It's not a question of I want to. You shall bless them. That's mandatory. So, there may be some restrictions, but folks, there's no restrictions to the power and blessing of Almighty God. Praise God. There's a song that says, lift up your hands I'm going to lift up my hands in the presence of the Lord in the presence of the Lord I found the fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord there are pleasures forevermore I'm going to lift up my hands as long as I'm able long as the Lord gives me strength when I was thinking of this, I said, uh, Brother Joe Strand, you can't make a lap now. Right. I can walk a little bit. So maybe I can't run as fast as I used to, but physically, somehow, as long as I'm able, thank God, I wanna be, say, Lord, here I am. Thank God! This, this, you see, this, this, uh, this is a sign. Some of you are not, older ones. We we remember uh, Star Trek, starring uh, a man by the name of Spock. See, he invented this as the Vulcan sign of live long and prosper. See, and he became very famous. He was Jewish, a Jewish young boy. And you know, he, and so this became the Vulcan sign. Live long and prosper with a V there and a V there. And you kind of do like that, live long and prosper. That was the Vulcan sign in the movie of Star Trek in 1966 when it first came out, very, very popular. And they asked him, uh, his name was Leonard. They said, where did you get that? He said, well, when the rabbi had the prayer shawl over his face and said, everybody bow your head, don't look because the Shekinah glory of God's gonna come down. He said, I looked up and he said, I saw him with his hands out and it said, it just looked kind of magical to me when I saw his, the way he had his hands. And so when when he got into acting, he said, That's the sign. He said, what the rabbi did, that's the sign I'm going to use for the Vulcan. So it's not a Vulcan sign. It's a rabbi sign that they use. (laughs) And he picked it up and said, that's live long and prosper. Well, that's pretty good. But uh, it's live long and let the Lord bless you (laughs) and God. Anyway, that's where he picked it up and he said, that's the Vulcan sign. uh, and, And I'm going to use that. In this, this movie and he did it for I think the movie was about three, three years long that they had these sessions uh, and very popular in that day but you know what <clears throat> It's I don't have to do that all I have to do is say Lord here I am thank God let's stand